everybody, welcome back to the Temple Tea. It's Raven here and I am joined by some fabulous guests. I won't spill the surprise too, too soon. But as you know, Gavin is joining me. Gavin, say hello. Hello, Raven. <laughs> it always feels so silly because we see each other all day, but it feels like we have to be super formal when we're in here. But we took a little break over the summer. We've had a crazy past couple of months. Oh, yes. Yeah, so you busy, want to talk, busy, busy. talk a little bit about what we did this summer? This summer was really exciting. We did uh, four shows this summer. We first did the Music Man Junior, which mm -hmm. had like 35 kids in it. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. It was a great production. We went back to the classics this summer. We had an awesome production. Mm -hmm. We had a quartet singing on stage. We had dancers. And those costumes. Yeah, and oh the costumes. They were beautiful costumes. And then we uh, then we did uh, 101 Dalmatian Kids, which is a cast of 20, adorable 8 to 12-year-old Year olds so and that great. was such a fun a fun mm -hmm. show and that was directed by Patrick Holt I directed Music Man and then we did Bye Bye Birdie which was our mm -hmm. teen advanced musical theater camp which was absolutely awesome and we have a guest here who was part of that show but we had costumes from my friend Kim Brown in Pittsburgh who mm -hmm. costumed the entire show so anybody who saw the show knew how great it looked the oh, kids yeah. were amazing Phenomenal. there was great dancing in the show there was mm -hmm. great singing uh, and then we finished our summer with uh, Romeo and Juliet, and that was also directed by Patrick Holt, which was a fabulous production set in modern day high school. Mm -hmm. And I thought the kids this summer had a great time. There was a lot of learning. There was a lot of fun. And they learned a lot about professional theater in the sh few short weeks that we spent together. But it was a lot yeah. of fun and a, a great experience. Yeah. And so we actually have Huck Borden joining us. Say hello to the podcast. Hello. It is I, Huck Borden. <laughs> so you have heard from Huck before. Huck joined us. He is actually one of our Temple teens. He is incredibly talented. But Huck, you actually got to play a leading role this summer. Tell us a little bit about it. So yeah, I uh, played Albert Peterson in Bye Bye Birdie and it was absolutely fantastic being able to learn all the tap dancing and all everything. The singing, the music, absolutely fantastic opportunity to be able to be a part of that yeah. cast and production. And, and your suits. Can we oh, talk yeah. about my, your suits? Yeah, my costumes. They were amazing. My yeah. costumes. They were absolutely amazing. So, oh, Huck yeah. actually has a very interesting style. If you've never seen him, he is always dressed to the nines. Yes, he, he is, is. always <laughs> wearing the coolest clothes. So, I feel like those clothes actually fit your personality really well. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I own suits similar yeah. <laughs> to them at home. So. And you actually, so I won't give away too much, but you actually have some pretty important parts in the current show that we're doing. Yep. Murder for Two. Yep. I'm the understudy, assistant musical director, and assistant stage manager. Oh my gosh. How do you keep, wait, are you understudy for both? Yeah. Both, both worlds. Both worlds. Okay. And both how, worlds. how are yeah. you, how are you keeping, how are you keeping that all together in your head? Uh, with some, with some duct tape and, uh, you know, <laughs> a, fe a feather bow, maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how we're all keeping it together yeah. right now. Well, that is awesome. We're super excited that you're joining us. And you guys, um, we won't spill too much. I want to talk a little bit about Beehive before we get too much into Murder for Two. Yes. So we actually, we did the summer. We did uh, the, the four productions. And then... And which was great, too, because a lot of the audience, usually our, uh, our audiences for the summer are parents, but we had a lot of patrons who didn't have children in the show that came to see the shows yeah. because they were so impressed I was with the say something about of the that. shows yeah. and also that loved the Temple Theater. And they were so blown away by the level of talent with the mm -hmm. students. So it really was exciting. So we brought in, we had a lot of great audiences and mm -hmm. it uh, sort of melded into our fall where we opened with Beehive, which was 
a spectacular production. If I do, say yeah, I was so gonna myself. say toot toot, beep beep your own toot, horn toot, because beep, beep, so horn. Gavin actually yeah. you you choreographed, yes. you music directed, and directed. The show. You didn't make any cameos though. I was waiting for the day that you were gonna come on in the middle. <laughs> Here's the thing. That is a show that is so close to my heart that I yeah. love. I learned the show back in 1992 from my friend Danny Herman, mm-hmm. who is a, spe- a spectacular director-choreographer. Mm-hmm. And the show is just so close to my heart. I love the music from the 60s. Oh, yeah. I love everything about the show. And the six ladies that we had assembled, well, the ten ladies we yeah, had. Because we had the honeybees. Well, not only did we have the six ladies who were the principal cast, we had four of our high school students who were the honeybees in the show who added so much to the show. And it was a great experience. And I know that everybody who came to the show, a lot of people said it was their favorite show that they had seen at Temple. Oh, yeah. And it it was, was mine, for sure. It was a blockbuster. Yeah. It was really great. It was fun. It was excellent music. And, again, great costumes by mm-hmm. Kim Brown. And great wigs by Peggy Taphorn. Peggy, oh, yeah styled 30 wigs for the show. I think it was 38 wigs for the show. Mm-hmm. Down from 88 wigs. Down from 88 wigs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I cut a lot of wigs this time around because Peggy was like, I'm not styling those. So we didn't. Uh, but it was a beautiful, beautiful production. And I'm very proud of it. And uh, we added... Uh, Debbie Rollerson, our new production mm-hmm. manager on that show, which has sort of heightened the level of the productions we do now at the Temple oh, because yeah. we have another uh, we have another uh, experienced professional on staff. Yeah, so we're a we also staff of eight now. I was gonna say we also added a brand new technical director, brand new technical director. Yes. He is a, a graduate. He, he comes to us from Greensboro, right? Yes, yes. UNCG. Yep, so he mm-hmm. is incredible. Um, he's very talented. Has a lot of um, ideas. Yeah. And just, I think, going to take us to that next level, which brings us to our current process that we are in, Murder for Two. And so I want to take a second and introduce, so Gavin, you are actually, tell everybody what your part in the show is. I play the suspects in the show. And in the show, that entails playing 12 different characters, Mm -hmm. uh, which range from uh, Arthur Whitney, who is a novelist who happens... Well, there's a murder in the show, hence the name Murder for Two. And then I play his his wife, Dahlia Whitney. Mm-hmm. Then I also play the psychiatrist, Dr. Griff, along with Dahlia and Arthur's niece, Stephanie. Then I play a ballerina named Barrett Lewis, mm. along with three boys from a 12-member boys' choir, uh, okay. Timmy, uh, Yonkers, and Skid. I play them, but then is there anybody else I missed? Anyway, I play a lot of people <laughs> in the show. And I helped. And I helped. All right. And then JP, introduce yourself to the podcast. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, my name is JP Coletta. I'm the other actor in Murder for Two. And I play uh, one singular character, uh, the role of Marcus Moskowitz, the wannabe detective. Wannabe detective. Okay. And then, so... Tell everybody a little bit, if you will, JP, tell everybody a little bit about the plot of the story. So we know, obviously, there's a murder. Yes. So Murder for Two is a, uh, a comedy farcical whodunit where two actors, like uh, Gav was saying, play all of the roles. One plays all the suspects, one plays the detective, and they both play the piano. Mm-hmm. So Very well, yes. might I add. Um, like, well, well more, more on that later. <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> You're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so uh, in Murder for Two, uh, the famed murder mystery writer, uh, Arthur Whitney, mm-hmm. uh, is murdered by who knows uh, in the first scene. Spoiler alert. I'll give that away. Yeah. And throughout the play, uh, 
Uh, officer Marcus Moskowitz, myself, uh, is sent to the scene uh, with his compatriot Lou, and uh, played by no one. He is invisible. Invisible um, man, got it. So they're technically um, three. Yes, technically three. I mean, I, <laughs> I air quotes play there Lou. You go. Um, uh, he doesn't speak, uh, but uh, uh, but so they're first on the scene, and when he when Marcus is mistaken for the detective. Um, while they're waiting for the real detective to arrive, Marcus decides to impersonate the detective and uh, pursue uh, solving this mystery. Mm-hmm. And a lot of zaniness and... And I help. And I- <laughs> <laughs> sure you do. Uh, Steph helps uh, some. Steph yeah. does help some, yes. as much as Marcus doesn't want to admit. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Okay, so in the end, do we actually get to find out? You know, a lot of times in those murder mysteries, they leave you hanging. Do we actually get to find out? Who oh no, you get there? to find out actually who done okay. it. Okay, I was so going to say you have to buy a ticket. It is a yeah. Yeah. The way that Peggy describes the show is a cross between Agatha Christie novels and the Carol Burnett show. Oh yeah, because it is so farcical, and JP and I have laughed a lot through rehearsal along with Peggy uh-huh. and Debbie. We have laughed a lot through rehearsal. Yeah putting this together because it really is a fun, funny evening. And, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it's, it's, it's a great fun night of entertainment. Yeah. And so if you like, if you'd like to try to figure out the murder that you, you'll love the show. If you love just to laugh, this is a show for you. If you love music, it's a show for you. Mm -hmm. Like it really is cleverly written. And, um, we execute it as cleverly as we possibly (laughs) can. Yes. Yeah. Well, and the lyrics, to, I've, I've never actually sat and listened to the song, but as we were starting to prepare mm-hmm. for rehearsals and I was listening to you guys, I literally could not come into rehearsal without laughing my head off because the lyrics are so clever. Yeah. I mean, they're just spot on. It's it's just very, like you said, very zany humor. Um, so, And would you say that this is a family-friendly show? I would say yes. It's PG thirteen. For there sure. are some, you know, there are. We have bleeped out all of the bad words in the show, okay. so it's like an old television show. Oh yeah, beep, beep, like you bleeped <laughs> out. So, but it is PG thirteen because okay. it is sophisticated humor. So there is a lot, right. and it goes by fast. Right. Um, we play it as fast as we possibly can because louder, faster, funnier. Right. And agreed. Uh, and, Hopefully, yeah. So yes. I, I, I think. It's family fun, but I just don't think kids under 13 are going to get it no. quite quickly. It's very no, sophisticated. And all, all of the, the naughty humor, if it will, will probably yeah. go over. It'll go over their, their heads, heads. Right. the naughty yeah. humor. But I think it goes by too fast. And as much as I try to... Uh, I, I try my best to make every character different, and I think the way that, Mark, uh, that, that JP and I play off of one another really helps tell the story well Mm -hmm. because I don't do costume changes. I have a pair of glasses for one character and a baseball cap for the other and the rest is all just physical humor and physical comedy. Mm -hmm. And that's the same thing with JP. His is all physical humor too. Right. When he's talking to Lou and all these different people, we create the atmosphere ourselves. Right. Which is kind of fun because if I had to change costumes and play the piano and yeah. play these parts, I think I'd go crazy. I was actually Crazier than I am. I was actually wondering if that was going to be a possibility when we started. I was like, "How is he going to the 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 turnaround for the the lines?" Like you say, they they're so quick. And I was like, "How in the world is he going to become twelve different people on stage?" And then watching you actually manifest. <laughs> That is everybody that's has, the funniest part. Everybody has everybody has isms that they do, right. and that's how I remember in building all these characters. The first thing we did, the first thing I did was 
highlight all the characters in a different color just right. so I knew who it was. Right. And then I had to physically give them some sort of physicality so right. when they're talking, I know myself who it is. And immediately if I put my hands on my hips and start slouching, I know it's Murray. Oh, right. Murray and Barb. We forgot Murray. Oh, we forgot the that feisty old couple. The feisty old couple. There you go. But, um, so, and, and the same thing is, is it all depends each What's interesting, too, is each one of those 12 characters has a different relationship with JP's character right. as well. So he deals with me differently based on who's standing in front of him. Right. And it's brilliant. I don't know how he, I don't know how he does it. Now, JP, do you uh, actually... So your character... We'll come back to you, Gavin, talking about how you kind of got into those characters. But, JP, do you actually like have any semblance or relation to Marcus like you're playing him or how did you kind of come up with this Marcus character? So uh, well, Marcus is a, is a very, very close to close to myself in that he's just an overly stressed 20 something who's in over his head. Um, yeah. I would say he's sort of a Marcus is a bit of a, a cross between me, but if I if I if I did uh, any research for this, I've actually been watching a lot of uh, like uh, Charlie Chaplin. Oh yeah, um, and just um, really to deal with all of the because uh, Officer Lou is a completely invisible character, and I have a lot of contact with Lou where mm-hmm. I'm constantly miming my arm being around him. I get in a mimed fight with him. I get mm-hmm. in a mime like uh, there's there's all this uh, the silly stuff that I do with him. So if I've if I've done any sort of characterization research for mm-hmm. him. I've done a lot into uh, in, into uh, old style vaudeville stuff and mm-hmm. uh, and that kind of physical humor, right? Uh, which the show, like you said, is a lot of physical humor, and right. it's exhausting. Yeah, <laughs> physical yeah. humor where you're sometimes doing a scene with yourself, right? Yeah, I might be on stage with him, but if I'm playing the piano, there's no way I can participate. So he's doing a whole scene with himself with an imaginary character, yeah. and I'm doing a scene sometimes. With myself while, while playing the piano, playing, while playing the piano, and when he plays, <laughs> you know. So there are times we take over for each other, and there are times when we play together, right. which is really kind of fun. And and for me, it's kind of a full circle moment. Um, uh, a lot of people don't know this; they won't know this because they don't know us. But JP was a student of mine back in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. I taught JP between eighth grade and twelfth grade. And how long uh, ago was that, Gavin? That was <laughs> ten years ago, was it? Yeah, I think so. Ten, yeah, wow. so he, yeah, he graduated, but JP played numerous uh, roles for me in high school. He was a talented kid back then, and when mm-hmm. Peggy said, we're doing the show, you're going to be in it, and I was like, I am. And then she said, who should we get to play Detective Marcus? Mm-hmm. And I was like, JP Coletta. Mm-hmm. And strangely enough, I had his phone number in, in my phone, and I texted him and said, hey, uh, what are you doing on September 27th? And he said, "It was the strangest thing." So I was on uh, uh, right before this. I was on Norwegian Cruise Lines um, mm-hmm. doing a show called Million Dollar Quartet, mm-hmm. uh, which I can talk a little more about more later. But um, for sure, um, I was on the ship doing the contract, and um, our uh, our entire contract kept getting changed all over the place. At first, it was supposed to get cut very short because we were in the Baltic. And I don't know if you know anything about what's happening in the Baltic right now, but uh, it's not a safe place to be yeah, right now. Right. So they originally were going to cut us in June. Then they said, no, 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 you're extended back again until October 8th. So I said, great. And that is, um, that was, I, I was counting on that, that money and having that job at that point. And then they said, actually, no, we're going to cut your contract September 27th. And I was like, well, that stinks. And I kid thee not, like six hours after I got that news, 
I, I turn on my Wi-Fi and I get a, a text from Gavin saying, what are you doing on September 27th? Matter of fact, Gavin, I'm getting off a ship. What do you need? Yeah, <laughs> what do you need? Exactly. Yeah, so you uh, actually, you got off a ship, went home for an hour? I got to I got to go home for about an hour, mm-hmm. trade out some things in my suitcases, and then I just brought all my stuff from the ship uh, yeah. from New York to Sanford and... I did a read through uh, the same morning I got off the ship, and the night before yeah. I had done two million dollar quartets. Oh, so wow. it's just so. Tell us a little bit about million dollar quartet because I don't know if everybody knows. Oh yeah, about so that. million dollar quartet is uh, is a musical that uh, gets uh, widely produced, uh, and it's um, the story, uh, true story, of December fourth, nineteen fifty six, when mm-hmm. uh, uh, Johnny Cash, Elvis Presley, Carl Perkins, and Jerry Lee Lewis all got together accidentally at Sun Records Studio in Memphis, Tennessee, and had one of the most uh, epic impromptu jam sessions in rock and roll history. Oh my gosh. And uh, I've been be doing that show. a fly on the wall. Yeah, exactly. You get to be a fly on the wall in that moment, that's which is amazing. really cool. Uh, and for the past six years, I've been playing Jerry Lee Lewis in that oh, show. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. And the most fun part about that show is, much like Murder for Two, all the actors play all of their instruments live in mm-hmm. front of you. So it's also, it's part uh, fly on the wall, part rock and roll uh, concert. Uh, right. And just all around good time. But so uh, doing an actor musician show like this where I play piano uh, is uh, something I've been doing for a while now. Yeah. And he's great at it. Uh, Yeah. He literally comes in before most of us are even here. And I've walked in multiple times and I could hear you weren't playing the Murder for Two stuff. I I was hearing Jerry Lee Lewis and I was like... Wait a minute! I know that. Where, where have I heard that? And he was just going to town. He was like, "Hey, if, you know, if I don't get to play four hours a day, I'm, yeah, if I don't I'm, play four for four hours a day, I'll explode." Yeah, yeah. So. that's that's amazing. So, how long have you actually played piano? So that's a weird. So I started playing when I was. I get in a fight with my mom about this. I think it was twelve. She says it was ten. Then again, she had more sentience then, so yeah. I'm gonna go with her. Right. So I guess I was ten. I quit when I was like thirteen. Mm-hmm. But then when I went to high school, I took uh, lessons off and on with Kathy Billy, Kathy Billy, who is a phenomenal, phenomenal. Who was just here last week with Frozen. Uh, that's she right. She was here conducting that's Frozen. That's your friend. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she oh, was, that's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She was oh, here wow. last week conducting Frozen. And so like we were trying to get, I was trying to get it so the three of us could get together. But she's now finishing Frozen. She's leaving back in Pittsburgh and finishing the tour there. But Kathy used to give oh. uh, a JP piano lessons in high school. So you're actually from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so this Pittsburgh. is a Pittsburgh reunion. This is a Pittsburgh reunion. I love it. Yeah. Is- and he is, he's the greatest. And, but, uh, I saw him playing piano because at the school we were at, it was a, it was an all Steinway school. Mm-hmm. So we had 20 Steinway pianos around the school and he was always playing one of them. Mm-hmm. And so I always saw JP playing the piano and he was just one of those kids that like, you know, it, it was intrinsic. You see the, yeah. you know, in, in my 12 years of working at that school, uh, I could probably count on one and a half hands, the kids that I were like, that's someone special. That's someone special. Yeah. And he was, you and I've talked about this before. He's, yeah. He's one of the special ones that like, I knew at some point that that wasn't the last that I was going to see him mm-hmm. and that like, I was going to see great things from him. And I have, and you know, what was great is that he had the opportunity and the time to come and play with us in Sanford. Because yeah. not everybody has, not everybody has it in their soul to be like, yeah, that's what I want to do. Because mm-hmm. usually people your age or like, no, I'm going to wait for my break, big break in New York and I'm not going to leave. He's one of those people that's smart enough to know that you take the work when it comes. Yes, exactly. And this has been magic, mm-hmm. having him here. Because yeah, the two of you together, honestly, it's you wouldn't know that there's such a huge age gap. Just kidding, Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god. Just kidding. She's trying to point out the fact that I am exactly twice JP's age. <clears throat> I wasn't going to say that. Where were you in 1995? Where was I in 1995? Yes. I was in New York City, living in New York City, but 1995 exactly, I was doing She Loves Me in St. Louis, where Peggy went to college at Webster University at St. Louis Rep is where I was in 1995. I was three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was at Ohio Valley General Hospital being birthed. There you oh, go. See, there you go. Small world. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Okay, so wait. All right, now back to you, Gavin. So we're going to talk about all the different characters. So you've given us a rundown. Do we, can we meet these characters? Can you give us a brief... Uh, let's see. So well, first you have Arthur Whitney's wife, Dahlia. Well, Dahlia, yeah. She's a Southern Belle who now moved to Connecticut with my husband. Okay. All right, next. Murray and my wife, Bob. Murray, shut up! Okay. <laughs> what about Miss Lewis? <laughs> Barrett Lewis. This is um, about the prima Barrett ballerina. Lewis is the prima ballerina, and I still haven't quite figured her out yet, but we're figuring her out. And she is, <laughs> who's everyone, <laughs> is one of my favorite lines and his favorite it's lines my, to do. I love um, it. <laughs> it's just Catherine O'Hara. Uh, and, then, <sighs> and then there's Timmy and his friend, Yonkers, and Skid, uh, and the three kids. <laughs> Skid um, is, is three. past Skid. puberty. <laughs> he is. Skid is. Yeah, he definitely has a rat stash. Yeah, you know for I mean? sure. He can't grow a complete one yet. The other ones are nine, and he might be nine and a half. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> who else are we missing? Dr. Griff. Dr. Griff is a psychiatrist. Okay. Yes. Who has a personal relationship with two, this, two clients yes, in the show. Two, yes, he does. He does. Yes, does. Okay, and then good. there's... The niece. And Stephanie. Stephanie's a grad student and she's studying criminology. Oh, she sounds serious. She's, okay. Well, she is, but she's also cute. She's cute. Okay. Mm-hmm. And sure. then who else? <laughs> she is cute. <laughs> I don't know, Marcus. Okay, this one. Yeah. I think, is that everybody? I can't remember. Unless it's highlighted in my script, I don't know who it is. <laughs> Unless I see a color in front of my face. Tell me a color and I'll tell you who it is. Do you have a favorite character? Um, I, I think for me, Dolly is the most fun because she sort of drives the whole plot of the show because right. she's the hostess for the evening. So we meet her first and we see her the most throughout the evening mm-hmm. because she's the one reoccurring character because she's Arthur Whitney's uh, wife. Right. Uh, and she's fun to play. They're all fun to play in some semblance. Um, the hard part is just keeping them straight. Yeah. I bet There's, your knees love playing the kids. Oh, the knees love the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They Tell do. them about that. Yeah. What's your physicality for the kids? Yeah. <laughs> I'm on my knees. <laughs> <laughs> they're short. With a baseball short, cap. But they're really short. Um, no, but, you know, throughout, throughout the rehearsal, there's a lot of times when I go, who is this? Who is this supposed who to be? Who am I? Who am I? Yeah. Uh, and, it's, and, you know, most people who prep for the show have, like, either a four-week rehearsal process or a six-week rehearsal process. Right. And they do the show for years. Right. We prep the show in two weeks. Now, I was doing my own personal prep, but during Beehive, kind of. And JP was on the ship doing his own personal prep for the show. Right. But we've really only been together for two weeks. Right. And not even a full two weeks. Not even a full two weeks yet. That's the biggest thing. I I did a a post on our social media earlier and I was like, whoa, we're halfway there. And I was like, you sing it. And I'm like, wow, we really are. We're halfway to opening we've got one more week 
think no, we staged the show in sure. four days. We did stage four the show in four show. days. Four days, and yeah. It's, it's a lot of material and a lot to keep. And we actually go into tech this weekend. Yes, we do. You guys looking forward to tech? Don't tell me that. <laughs> don't tell me that. We're going to tech. We're flying in our lighting designer this weekend. <laughs> yes, Mike Winkleman comes in yeah. this weekend. Oh. And, he and he also, was, he was the lighting yeah. designer on Beehive. He does great work. And he, Princess Debbie and... Peggy and I have all worked together uh, over 30 years. We've worked together at West Virginia Public Theater uh, in different uh, times and things, but we've mm-hmm. all known each other for a very long time. That's older than me. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yes. Yep. Princess and, and, and Peggy and I have known each other longer than you've been alive. Yeah, they were they were having a discussion in the office the other day. And they were like, wait, so when were you? Wait, when were you there? When were you there? And I was like, yeah. I was in the ovary. <laughs> yeah. we, but, and, and that's... Part of the fun, too, is like when we talk about these full circle moments is having Princess and and having Mike come and join us. Mm -hmm. But Princess is here full time now, which is so great. But working with Peggy and I've done so many shows with Peggy over so many years that there's almost a shorthand to what we do. Same thing with Princess, like, you know, having Princess back and having worked with her. I worked with her on the national tour of Hello, Dolly first and then. Peggy worked with her on the National Tour of Sweet Charity with Molly Ringwald, mm-hmm. and we all worked together in West Virginia in different semblances. And Princess even came to Pittsburgh and did shows with me in Pittsburgh. And Peggy came to Pittsburgh. And so it's been really, it's been so great to take all of that uh, experience we have and bring it here to the temple because mm-hmm. it's the type of theater we love doing. I'm right. sure it's the type of theater JP loves doing because it is a great environment. Right. And you know, it's a lot of places there. It's it's very strict and it's very, uh, there's an agenda that has to happen because they have to succeed in a certain way. Right. Our biggest success is when we entertain our audiences Mm -hmm. and our biggest success is when we have a good time doing what we love to do. Right. And that's one of the reasons princess came here. She wanted to do what she loves doing with people that she loves. And I think that's one of the greatest things we do here at the temple, whether it's our students in the summertime or whether it's our production of Christmas Carol or whether it's beehive, uh, it's a really welcoming atmosphere, and mm-hmm. we have a great time doing it. I mean, well, you can feel that when you walk into the, like, I've only been mm-hmm. here for, like, a week, and I've already felt so welcomed into the family, and yeah. it's, mm-hmm. like, this is this is a great place to work, and I'm happy to be here. And yeah. this won't be your last time. Oh, no. Oh, well, and that's, no. that's kind of what I was going to say. Like, I think, the, I think one of our largest successes is that we have so many of those full circle moments. Like I was a temple teen teen, and Patrick was a temple teen. teen, And then JP was one of your students and you guys have all worked together. a student of ours now. Exactly. And And so I think we just provide, I think one of the things that I love that we do, not to to, to beep beep our own horn, but beep beep. Um, But I'm not going to do it. Who's going to? That's what I'm saying. I think Uh we do such a great, uh, a great job, not with just what we have on the stage at the moment, but also we look ahead and we say, you know what, I see this in you. And if you work at this and let's, let's do these classes, let's mm-hmm. do this training. Let's, you know, like, I mean, this is an awesome opportunity for Huck who is, is a student and wants to go to Berkeley. I mean, this is an incredible opportunity to see two, I would say world renowned pianist playing. And then he's also getting to study under princess who is a phenomenal touring uh, stage manager. I haven't got to you yet. (laughs) And under Gavin, who is, who is the sun, the moon and the stars. No, 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 no. I was just talking about piano skills. (laughs) (laughs) No, I said two. I said two world. Oh, I thought you were talking about Huck and JP. No. (laughs) 
just talking about you. But I'm just saying, like, we do such a great job. I think we do a great job of fostering the attitude of what theater actually is. It's not just one show to your next gig to your next gig. We're actually creating opportunities for people to succeed in areas where they already succeed so well. And we're giving them an opportunity to shine. I mean, you're one of the funniest people that I know outside in real life. And really, he doesn't try, y'all. He just is that funny because... It's just his personality. <laughs> I can't help it. I can't help it. My favorite is that's been a murder. Yeah, <laughs> your voice just cracks in the right place. Well, no, that, and that's the thing. That's like, this is where I'm living with that character. I make her voice crack because uh-huh. it's funnier if her voice cracks. Can you imagine? But. Alva, pass me the mayonnaise. <laughs> that's what I want you to do for the next week. Just Alva. Well, the good thing is, is I haven't done any of these characters at home, so he hasn't heard them. Oh, no. Normally, he has to rehearse with me, but since JP is a block away at the James house, we've been able to rehearse off our time here rehearsing, we rehearse at the house, which is is good as well. But to, to, to piggyback on what you were saying, what's also great about it, too, is that myself, Peggy, Princess, um... We've all been educators for a very long time. Exactly. And we all share the same philosophy. Mm-hmm. And so it's great to have a team and to have finally a place where we can, because J- uh, JP experienced that my philosophy in education because I helped build the school that he went to, mm-hmm. and the philosophy was process over product. Right. And that's the same thing that Peggy Princess and I, if we immerse these kids in what we do professionally, they're going to get so much more exactly. out of it. And the expectation for them is to hey, we're going to teach you how to be professional actors. And they act professionally and they have respect for what they do and respect for the art, but also respect for themselves, respect for others. And I think that's why JP was so successful at Boston Conservatory too, Mm -hmm. because he had a good foundation of expectation of what he needed. Yeah. And he, we were just talking last night, and he was saying things. Oh, my, my college professor, I had the music theater history. It, your class and his class blends together. I can't remember who taught me what. And that made me feel really good mm-hmm. because I was like, great. I'm on the level of Boston Conservatory because right. his, his education, what we did in his early years, piggybacked onto what he learned on top of all of that. And then he took all of that experience to his professional career. Right. And now he's bringing that to us at, at Temple, which right. is what our kids and what Huck is learning from. Mm-hmm. Because he sees a professional actor from New York come in here, and he's like, oh, yeah. And trust me, when those two nerds get together, and I they was start just talking about, about to say. music... And they start talking about, oh, I'm literally like, I literally have to yell, Peggy, Princess, JP, and Heck are talking about nerdy things. I believe you actually say, Peggy, Princess, the nerds are talking. (laughs) Because here's the thing, they are so passionate about what they do. And I love that there's someone who is 10 years younger than JP who has the same passion that right. he does. And I think that's why we asked Huck to be a part of this. Right. Because I knew that if there was any kid that was going to excel in this position, mm-hmm. it was going to be Huck. And yep. he is doing a fantastic he job. He really yeah. is. He, yeah. And he and he'll tell you when you when you make a mistake. Right. He does. He's, hey. the, he, he's the assistant musical director. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't let us get away with stuff. 
And I am gracious when he gives me notes. Are you? Yes, I really am. He, he's, <laughs> very, really am. he's very good. I'm that's very good. I really am. I love that. Yes. But that's awesome. But that's, that's his a great... job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's what he's yeah. supposed to do. And right. I do want to get better. So that's why he's yeah. sitting in the house. Mm -hmm. Because neither of JP and I, because I corrected JP last night. Oh, you're sure. Us, <laughs> neither of us can <laughs> see our own flaws when you're in the moment. Right. Yeah. You need outside ears. I'll speak Huck for yourself. I see a lot of my flaws. Trust me, I see all of them. But Huck's ears and having that person saying, oh, you missed this, and oh, yeah. this note is that, and, and it's great, yeah, too, it's because valuable, for sure. you know, he writes, he has all our blocking down, too. Princess has all our blocking. They are, the, the production team on this is so on top of everything mm -hmm. that it makes our jobs, the huge task that it is, easier. If yeah, that's even possible that we have yeah. an easy task. I mean, but, the, whoever wrote the show were insane. They were insane <laughs> people. But I hope we make it look easy enough that the audience enjoys it because mm -hmm. that's that's our goal. My goal is to make this look effortless. Right. Because I, I don't want to see somebody work that hard. And trust me, I'm working hard. But I want it to be. I want it to feel effortless. Right. Yeah. Now, JP, so we've already dropped a, a bit of tea that you're a nerd. So outside of being Jerry Lee Lewis and doing theater, what are what are you up to? Oh, I'm an enormous nerd. Lord of the Rings? Oh, so yes. 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 Lord I of started the Rings. watching the new Amazon Prime. No, 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 I haven't I started haven't. it yet. I'm waiting. I haven't. I'm waiting, I'm waiting definitely, too. Yes. I, I, okay. Like, I'm not a huge nerd, but Lord of the Rings, yes, all day, every day. Uh, being on the ship, I'm also very behind on, like, things. Oh, yeah. There are so many things from this past year I need to watch. But, yes, Lord of the Rings, okay. Star Wars. I'm a, I'm a Dungeons & Dragons nerd. Oh, oh my God. Uh, oh, my God. You can't say anything, though. You're obsessed with Star Trek. You have I a whole Star tree Trek, in your house dedicated like to Star Trek. Trek. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I don't speak Klingon, yeah. so. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> He's not that far. Sure. Okay, and no, other no. other tasks that you or other oh, hobbies. I am so just, you're a fantastic piano player. Seriously. Oh well, thank you. Um, I dabble, but um, I yeah, I love music. I love. I'm also I'm huge, and this is a newer thing for me. I'm a huge music history nerd, okay. particularly like rock and roll history. I love to. I've actually um, I've written and I performed it a few times on the ship, and hopefully I get to perform this more times is I've written a, uh, a tribute show mm -hmm. that I do, which is essentially, it's called Rock and Roll Piano Man. And it's a tribute to um, all like great uh, rock and roll piano players. And throughout it, I kind of combine my passion for the actual music itself and the history. And I tell the story of rock and roll piano playing and its evolution That's as, yeah, as we go through all the different styles. So there's everyone in it from Little Richard to Jerry Lee to Elton John to Billy Joel mm -hmm. to, uh, um, I'm trying to, although I don't know if my audience would ever care for it. I really want to do Ben Folds, but mm -hmm. there are not as many people know Ben Folds. But anyway, yeah. big Ben Folds fan. Yeah. Well, brilliant pianist. But it's pretty much, I'm just a nerd. I, just a nerd. I read, I play D&D. &D, sorry. Uh, and I watch nerd nerds. He is very lovable. Yeah. Lovable, but also that is very nerdy. Okay, so let's right. tell everybody you have uh, one week of rehearsals left. You're going into your We're going into tech, tech weekend, this weekend. So. And then tell everybody when they can come and see you on stage. Well, we have our first preview this uh, coming Thursday, the 13th at 2 o'clock. <laughs> yes, 2 o'clock. Our first preview is this Thursday. It's a week from today, yes, I guess. Yes, the 13th, the 13th at 2 p.m. at 2 p.m. And then we run for three weeks all the way to through the 30th. And our, our show times are 2 o'clock on Thursdays, 7.30 on Fridays, 
2 and 7.30 on Saturdays and 2 o'clock on Sundays. We run for three weeks. And we do have one student matinee that still has a few seats left. That's on the 27th mm-hmm. is when we're having a 9.30 a.m. student matinee. And that's a, a Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Correct. Uh, and we also have student matinees throughout the rest of the year. Christmas Carol is really filling up. Uh, but if you really, if you want to um, uh, have more information about our student matinees, there are 930s, uh, 9.30 in the morning. They're an $8 ticket for students. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can write education at templeshows.org mm-hmm. and find out more information about that. But we have student matinees for the rest of the season, for the rest of our shows. Yeah, and those student matinees will always be on Thursdays at 9.30. So you can plan well enough in advance. So for the rest of the season, we have A Christmas Carol coming up. We have Unnecessary Farce, Lady Day at Emerson's Bar and Grill, and then ending the season with All Shook Up. So if you are an educator or if you know an educator, please make sure you share this episode with them so that they can get, even if it's just that little tidbit of information. But this has been actually really fun. We haven't done a podcast in a, a month and a half now because we took off for the summer. Um, but thank you guys both for being here and we cannot wait to see you in murder for two thank Thank you you. raven thank you for having us all right y'all thanks for tuning in to the temple tea if you liked this episode make sure to share it um give us a review we'd love to hear from you and uh we'll see you next time bye